0: Boy, was this a high-energy episode of Level Up.
1: That's right. This week, we we're chatting about something that is near and dear to our hearts, but also probably something that a lot of you have been hearing about in the media
0: lately. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy, and we dig into the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. This week on Level Up, we're talking open bidding. up level up There are big things ahead for level up. you might have noticed we've got some new branding that's going to stick with us now.
1: That's right. We're exciting. we got some inst- We're on the IG now.
0: We're rolling with IG. So
1: DM us on the IG
0: DM us like us and all that, but we are level up for realtors on Instagram What? What? We're also level up for realtors on Facebook and we are and and we're on YouTube as well The channel has now taken shape with video of a whole lot of our podcasts so you can see the people we're talking to Couple of them just show the two of us talking to each other, which is I'm sorry (laughs) Yeah
1: No, but if you are hesitant about starting a podcast, take a look at some of our older episodes. Oh God, yeah.
0: Well, we we argued about that. Well, we didn't argue, but we talked about like we put them up and we're like, holy, that's a train wreck wrapped in a Gong show.
1: That I mean, we're not perfect by any means right now, but we have gotten a hell of a lot better. Like my bitchy resting face in those videos is absolutely horrific.
0: You know what helped that though? What? Liquor? interviewing people no well no not i wish liquor <laughs> we
1: were but, drinking wine for a while there. but
0: yeah but when we were interviewing other people and you knew that someone was watching you in real time your brf dialed back quite a bit when it's just us sitting next to each other <laughs> generally speaking people can't help themselves but look like they hate their lives when they're talking to me <laughs> so that's fair um, and we should we did have liquor i think on the first couple we
1: did it didn't really help
0: we should bring it back
1: (laughs) our energy like our energy was never up
0: well we're going back into the so this this episode is not on video ironically the first one where we're announcing things are video but going forward
1: yeah we'll be back in the office recording having like an actual studio so it's gonna be an actual studio
0: maybe in the pineapple room maybe with the grass wall Maybe your office. You tend to like your office. I I
1: really like my office. We could do
0: my office, but the only good backdrop is not a place people sit. So
1: We will mix it up for you guys and just let us know what you like.
0: So if all of that isn't exciting enough, we've actually got an episode that we're going to talk about now, and this is as much a near and dear to our heart subject as any in the real estate industry. It's a hot button issue. It's one we talk about a lot. Um, dare I say we're kind of subject matter experts on this as much as anybody is.
1: I would think so. I but hope so. just to preempt this conversation. People
0: still don't know what we're talking about. They it.
1: really don't. So maybe I should say what we're going to talk about and then I can
0: no no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Preempt what you're saying. I guess so that people have to the k- idea. Isn't that, that, that how podcasts <laughs> work? We're just going to keep preambling and then 20 minutes in they'll know what the episode's about.
1: Okay, so this subject is obviously something that is near and dear to our hearts. However... We are not going to just, like, love on ourselves for the stuff that we've done. We are talking about it based on the experiences we've had and really...
0: Good and bad. Good and
1: bad. And just really giving you guys, like, the open book version of what our thoughts are on this. Oh, good
0: good segue with open book. Open book. Because the topic is open bidding. And... I, what, what the hell was that? That was we the need, weirdest okay, we need, sound we effect. Sound,
1: okay, that's one thing that will level up our podcast. Oh, I'll get like sound, one of those soundboards. Sound effects. Yeah, whoop. yeah, all right. All right. Sorry, until then, you get my shitty sound effects. It was
0: okay. I just don't know what you were trying to be. I have no was idea. Was that like a whip? <laughs> I, oh, I, I don't a, know. A whip? <laughs> okay, so right. open bidding. Now, for those of you who don't know us or our brokerage, and like Katie said, this is not going to be about that at all, no. but- We originally built our brokerage on the block Realty with the idea of bringing open, transparent real estate auctions to the real estate industry in the Ontario market specifically. Yeah. Um, But as a response to what was and now again is and probably forever will be to some respect an issue, which is the dis or the inability of the rules allowing people to disclose what offers are in these multiple, and not even multiple, in any offer situation, competing um, realtors and competing buyers have no idea what they're up against, which makes it very difficult to establish what it is they're going to offer. Right,
1: exactly. And this has been an issue within the GTA market for many, many years. Like even when I started in this industry 11 years ago, I remember bidding wars. You were sitting in your car, you were up against six or seven people, and you were waiting for the answer that is usually a no, sometimes a yes, and when it's a yes, you celebrate. So, but in, like, recently, within the last couple of years, this whole like craziness of the bidding war situation has really extended throughout Ontario, and even more so in markets like Kingston and Ottawa and pretty much everywhere, cottage country. Yeah. So it's obviously caught the attention of the media, and the media likes to sometimes take hold of certain things and, and really run with it, which is cool because that's what they do. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think what's frustrated us and we don't want any rec, not recognition. I know that's not the right word. I don't, we don't want any advertising for our, what we're doing as, as, as a auction house. Right. But at the same time, We've actually done it. We've lived it. We've seen it. Yeah.
0: That that aside though, what frustrates me also is that the media is painting this story with the same brush, which is favorable to what we do. Yeah. But it's also not the full story. Like we we talked about open bidding and open bidding isn't necessarily auctions. No,
1: that's true.
0: So what we do is we have an auction platform and we let people bid against each other in an open forum. And that's what a lot of people Um, kind of fall to when they say open bidding, they say auctions, auctions, which is great and it it exists in a lot of other markets successfully. It it exists here successfully when we've done it. right? But the story is always interviewing frustrated buyers and talking about how the wool's been pulled over their eyes and outlining the fraction of a percent of realtors who do it the current way in a way that's not above board and make what we all do seems shady, which is not the case. Yeah. So the debate and the discussion today is not about shady people or not shady people. It's not about the ways that the system right now is screwing people over necessarily, but it's about the merits of open bidding and also the challenges of the process itself and if we have time to get into the process of what would be involved in actually implementing this in a way mm-hmm. that could be globally accepted or, or accepted across an industry.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think there will always be challenges with a global acceptance of anything just because every area does has different well, rules. Well, okay,
0: I, by acceptance, I don't mean everybody's gonna like it. I mean, how do you subject everybody to new rules 'Cause like if something was put into place that says open bidding is now allowed, mm-hmm. for example. Right. You can't just say that. No. Like we've learned that if, if no. you say that It's going to be worse than it is right now. Well,
1: anything in this industry, like if you talk to our friend Sandra Kirkland about like Form 801, like everybody knows that she's like, she's the authority on this form and how people misunderstand it so much. And it's a form. So if you were to take a process and just open it up to the masses, then it would just be a a freaking disaster. Right. So, so,
0: So that all that being said, let's talk about open bidding. Let's talk about why people like the idea and let's talk about what we've done with it and the merits of it. And yeah. hopefully this sparks a lot of conversation. So to everybody who's listening, anyone we've ever talked to in this industry about what we do mm-hmm. has an opinion on this. Yeah, You're not on the fence. I mean, you can probably be swayed one way or another, but yeah. I think people have had experiences themselves and that shapes... Mm -hmm. how you feel about the idea, but I don't think everybody looks at the idea in the same way. No. So at its core, open bidding, as it's being discussed right now, is the ability of competing parties in a transaction to know what they're up against.
1: Yeah, to think, disclose the contents of other people's offers. Right,
0: and even that can be disassembled a thousand different ways.
1: Absolutely. But it can, at, but at yeah. its
0: base, if we're just saying, let's just say this is what we're talking about, yeah. it's just right now people are not allowed to know anything about the other offers except the number of other offers that exist. Yes. That's it.
1: Yeah.
0: Open bidding would now take that to the next level in some way and now start to tell everybody and here is what some or all of those offers contents is mm-hmm. ideally, I mean the most important of those being the price, and that's right. why a lot of people talk about auctions
1: but most recent more recently is conditions as well, right, because conditions definitely have a value to them, mm-hmm. um, and i've seen that for myself representing buyers who want conditions mm-hmm. and sell some sellers are willing to accept offers five, ten thousand less when they don't have conditions. So there's that as well.
0: Well, that was a a client I just bought for two two nights ago. Yeah. Now, we wouldn't know if the other offer was higher or not, but we were told we were up against a higher offer that had a condition, and ours was firm, Right, and we won. Mm -hmm. Makes us feel good. We'll never know. Yeah. Right? It's true.
1: And then, yeah, and the problem with that of not knowing, um, or if you win – Either way, like whether you, you're going to find out if you, if you lost how much it eventually went for, but if you win, you never know what these other offers are. And a lot of times people will wake up the next morning and start thinking to themselves, okay, I'm really happy I got this house, but how much did I overpay? Where was everybody else in this lineup of offers? And like, could I have offered less and still gotten the property?
0: Right. And that's, that's. I think the single most important factor of why people are frustrated with this on both yeah. sides of the transaction. Absolutely.
1: And Be- that's the thing like, you think of this as good for buyers. It is good for buyers, obviously, but there's some merit open bidding. Open bidding right. But there's some merit for sellers as well because we've heard stories of buyers pulling out of an agreement because they've had regrets because they felt like they've overpaid and they've overextended themselves. That wouldn't happen in an open bidding situation because everybody would be making an offer that is educated and they're aware of what they're up against.
0: Right. Okay. So I want to do this episode and go through. All of the positive arguments in favor of open bidding first. Okay. Because to make this a point counterpoint would get really confusing and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, like I don't even know what to think. So let's take you through what our reasoning had been when Mm -hmm. we started and what we've seen that's positive and the reasoning, which you just touched on one of the biggest things. And then we're going to close this out with some of the points against and some of the reasons why it's tough to do Mm -hmm. or... At least things that need to be considered before everybody goes guns a blazing.
1: Yeah. Open that open bidding up. is the way to be. Yeah.
0: So you brought up, <laughs> what was that?
1: I'm, I'm thinking of like somebody in like a trench coat on a front porch with like all of the offers inside his coat and he just comes out and like just opens it up. See, like, now,
0: now I'm thinking of like a guy who's not wearing anything in a trench yeah, coat. Yeah, well, I'm kind of thinking
1: that too. But anyway. Maybe
0: that's a comic strip to come somewhere. <laughs> um, okay. So you brought up the first most important thing, which is. People don't know right now, win or lose. They don't know if they did well, should have gone higher, should have gone lower on the buyer side. And on the seller side, maybe not everybody agrees with this, but we've seen the sellers can get a little bit nervous about any number of things. It can be the icky feeling of Mm -hmm. going back to someone who's already in the lead and saying, can you do better when you know they're in in the lead. As an
1: agent, as well, as doing that, like conscience, conscience, conscience. My conscience. Your conscience. My conscience hates that. But as an agent representing a seller, it's in their best interest that I get them the most money for the house. Totally. And th- there's a gray line here. I think where everybody, every listing agent plays it a different way. Some will outright say, "You're, you know." you're one of the top you're you you know you're doing well blah 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 um or others will will kind of fib and make it seem as though maybe the top eight, the top offer isn't actually the top offer and it can get into a really icky situation because if the top offer improves mm-hmm. and y- they were told originally that they weren't the top offer like it just you start questioning a but, lot more
0: but the problem is no one will ever know and even it's true. Even the agent side of things where some do it some ways, some do it other ways. No one knows who's doing what anyway. You don't know who to trust. Every agent says, trust me. And oh, man, you're so close. And oh, can you do better? And I know I said there wouldn't be a second round. But you guys are like... Neck and neck or can you drop this well, condition?
1: And everybody's definition of you're close right. is significantly different as well. I,
0: I did have a really good, like uh, the instructions that people send on offer dates. There was yeah. someone who sent really good ones. And again, I don't know if they were telling the truth or not, but they <laughs> sent parameters right. that unless two offers are within and it was like 5000 or $10,000 of one another, mm. we're going with the highest offer. Okay. You'd never know. Right. Right. Um
1: But- Legally, if you say that, and then you've got two offers that are say five ten thousand dollars, like, are you kind of making it known that what the contents of the offer is? Like, if you were really to like drill it down to the rules that I, you have I don't to, know. to have to play, I don't to, know.
0: But then also legally, if someone called you on it, you'll never have to show those offers to anyone anyway, unless
1: so. it goes to Rico, and then it has to be.
0: And and then is that in contravention of the rules if it turns out that it was like. Yeah. It's possible. No, I am telling
1: like that, but that's the thing. Like, I think like you know everybody looks badly on realtors in these situations, but there is just so much gray area, and I am not blaming anybody. Like, it's just that's the way it goes. Oh, it's it's
0: it's hellish as a listing agent in this, even yeah. if you know you've got a great deal in the back in your back oh, yeah. pocket. If you've got four, five, 10, 20 offers, yeah, the organization, oh, the explanation sure. to your clients, yeah. and then dealing with. In a lot of cases, sellers who are doing this because they like the idea mm-hmm. of keeping people in the dark, and they like the idea of going back to the well when they've already got a sweet deal in hand, yeah, or vice versa, yeah. when when you want them to go back because you know that there's like the opportunity, and they feel like it's not a good idea, and they right. want to take what they've got, yeah. At its at, at, right, I keep saying at its core, but hmm. open bidding is. The answer to taking away all of that gray area, Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that can leave you questioning, did I, should I? Yeah. All those things on both sides of the transaction. Because as a seller, you know people have fought it out and they've stuck around to their max until one person was left standing. Mm -hmm. But that one person who's left standing knows they paid the minimum they needed to pay to be the one... To, to win. They yeah. know they didn't overpay. Yeah. However, the argument, and this is where we hear the argument a lot, where seller agents or listing agents say, well, how does that benefit my seller if someone's paying the minimum they need to pay right. to win? And we've seen this now, and yeah. this will be the only shameless plug for us. But in the auctions we've been doing, because buyers are frustrated with the closed process, when they see something like this, all those buyers who are uneasy going to their maximum or don't want to participate in bidding wars they stick around in these situations and they will because more people are involved more people are competing for longer
1: yeah
0: and you'll get people who will in a lot of cases go higher than they would have been prepared to go in a closed situation yeah so in both situations you're rolling the dice
1: well that's i think that's the key right we've got to. we've got to recognize that there are two scenarios that play out in a bidding war um or in an auction there's going to be there sometimes is that one person and i've dealt with that recently yep. where they've just gone above and beyond Anybody else, and I highly doubt in an open bidding situation that the other people would have gotten up to their level or would have been willing to go up to that level. So, the argument that everybody's saying um, that bidding wars, blind the blind bidding wars, um, contribute to the escalating prices, I think there's about fifty percent truth in that. Yeah, I it do is. because fifty percent of the time. I find that there's always the one person that does much higher than anybody else. But in our auctions that we've done, the successful auctions that we've done, we've seen the opposite happen as well. And it's actually probably gone beyond what a bidding war would have done.
0: Oh, 100%. It has. So
1: so there's like a 50-50 thing. Like It's not an absolute. And I think that's what drives us the most crazy about when people talk about open bidding Everybody's like, no, it won't work because of this. And it's such an absolute statement.
0: Or they're saying this is the answer. Right. And and that's also not true.
1: No, it's not. That's it. So, I mean, that's, that's probably the bigger thing for me as well is just that price argument that the prices are escalating so far because of the blind bidding system. And yes, half the time I do agree with that. I think it does happen.
0: Right. But at the end of the day, all of these prices and everything, and we talk about, and this is a discussion for another day. But there's more people looking for homes than there are homes available.
1: Exactly. So
0: whether it's an auction or it's open or it's closed or whatever, if you've got 10 people in a neighborhood looking for a home and there's only one on the market, those 10, if they're all making an attempt to buy the one home, are going to drive the price up. Yeah. And if it's blind, they might drive the price higher if one of them is so frustrated that they just say, put in a stupidly high number and they win. But on the other hand, if it's open and all 10 of them are battling till the bitter, bitter end and they know exactly what they need to pay, plus because they can see the number, their emotions and the, oh, we're so close and we can actually believe that come mm-hmm. into play. The number gets higher that way too. Yeah. And there's no telling the same way when people have discussions with their clients about how do you price a home? Do you price it low? Yeah. Do you price it at the quote unquote market value? Do you price it in line with comps? There's not a right answer no. because I do believe that the market finds a way and that a place is going to get what it's worth at a point in time. However, pricing strategy will determine who's showing up and how Absolutely. many people are showing up.
1: And it is honestly like, like okay, there is some experience and some um, strategy to, to, to do in the pricing.
0: What else is on the market at the same time? Right. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, it's a little bit of a crapshoot who knows like i you know you could take like let's say the place is worth 750 some agents will be like okay let's price it like if we wanted to do a bidding war let's price it at 599 and just blow the waters out with showings and right. people and sh- and offers and all that other people, and I think this is where we fall into line, is like, okay, let's underprice it, but not like not underprice it. Let's just price it at a level where we're going to get more attention, but at least the people walking through that house are likely going to get up to the number that the home right. is in val- a quote-unquote valued at.
0: Right, and this points to another place where open bidding is helpful, which is, people now are frustrated when they see prices. If you've been in the market as a buyer for a while and you've lost a lot of places, yeah. it takes a while for people to be wired to say, okay, I'm seeing a number. I know that's not the number. What's the number? Yeah. And when you're a listing agent or a buyer agent dealing with a bidding war or dealing with a blind offer situation, the question always comes up multiple times. What do you want for like, what's the number? What's mm-hmm. the number? And nobody will ever say the number. Yeah. When you've got open bidding, You don't even have to answer the question or ask the question because you're going to see the number. Right. And so as a buyer, you can comfortably go in and say, okay, I know that this is what it's priced at, but I also know that that doesn't matter because I'm going to be privy to the other numbers that are out there. And I can then make a decision about whether it's too rich for my blood or not. Yeah. And that gives people comfort and it saves you time. Like now, not so much with COVID, but... Back when we started this, when bidding wars were crazy in in early 2017, the process was not just the frustration of not knowing and and all that, but it was huddling outside an office for hours and waiting for the magical phone call of come back in or go home yeah. and you'd see agents dropping like flies, like I getting know. phone calls they're and like driving home. like headlights
1: going on in the car. Like you're like, yes, they're
0: gone. That's it. One more One down. <laughs> but at the same time, in the back of our heads, we're like, oh shit, I'm staying here longer. Like this better be worth my while.
1: Yeah.
0: And you never know. And then when they come out or they tell you, okay, we're, we're going again.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, you're still in it. You're close, but
1: keep going try again yeah
0: and you don't know what to do and as a as a buyer's agent it's really frustrating because our job is not to be psychics we shouldn't be like our professional education and knowledge in the industry only goes so far as to tell someone what we feel fair value is right but we can't tell them here's what you need to spend to buy this place at the best price possible for you because we don't know yeah yeah If that's taken out of the equation and we can do our jobs in such a way where we're giving advice and we're doing it knowing that we can tell somebody, okay, here's where it's at. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Here's what you've been approved for. or Here's the conditions you need or don't need or whatever. What would you like to do? Here's my advice that I can give you with clear mind because I know what's in front of me. Right. That's a lot better. And that is an argument in favor of open bidding. Mm -hmm. Now, open bidding though means a lot of different things. We've done it in a way where everything's open. And the only reason that that works is because we standardize a listing where generally all of our listings are condition-free. If you're participating... It's a firm offer. You're just competing on price. The deposit, the closing, the conditions are all standard for everybody.
1: Right. So all you're competing on is price. We do offer a pre-list home inspection, which is a discussion for another day. Right. But I do think that that is super important to provide to buyers ahead of time.
0: Yes. That's a danger right now that you're we're all running into that. Yeah. That buyers and their agents are starting to feel like I'm never going to get a place unless I waive my financing or my inspection condition. Yeah and that is just it's it's death waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, death waiting to
0: happen. And well, that's a little dramatic. Yeah. We needed another one of those sound effects there.
1: <laughs> but okay, yeah. So th- that's that's how we do it. But if it was open bidding, the idea is that everybody could come in with whatever they wanted, conditions, closing, whatever, mm-hmm. deposit and everybody would just be privy to that information. Right. So some buyers if they knew they could find that out from the other offers, they'd be open to doing that. Others nice. though would probably not and I think I've heard that argument from a lot of people saying my clients aren't going to be comfortable that th- that their offer is going to be open to everybody else. Right. Even though they can see everybody else's. Like in my mind I'd be okay with that, but I respect that some people have, have more, wanted more privacy, I guess. Right. With and, that.
0: And what do you do in a situation then where someone's not comfortable, you can't no. change the rules for exactly. some and not others. So yeah. that individual who maybe this is the perfect home for is now cut out right? because they're not going to agree to the terms.
1: Unless you do it in the way that we do sometimes where if you're not comfortable then some of our clients, our seller clients, are open to reviewing a traditional, quote-unquote, offer yeah. before the auction.
0: Right, as a preemptive. As
1: a preemptive. Right. Which is an option. So that might be something that could be done in an open bidding.
0: But here's the problem there. Mm-hmm. You're right. that It works for us, right, because that's still within the current rules. So the preemptive offer falls within the rules where it's not open. But mm-hmm. if the rules now are open bidding is what people are now going to have. Yes. A preemptive offer, in theory, would have to be open as well.
1: Well, I think... Uh, no.
0: And if that's the rule. Well, no, right no, now, no,
1: but I don't think it has to be. Like, I think what people have been saying is that if it is an open bidding situation, everyone has to agree to it. The sellers and the buyers right. that are involved. Right. Now, if a buyer doesn't agree to it, they'll, they just won't put an offer in and right. they'll be left out. Right unless
0: but i'm saying if they then went in with a preempt, preemptive yeah. if i'm a seller who's told everybody this is going to be open true. and yeah. now true. a bully offer comes in and i'm like well no no you can't see that one though but they still want to buy the house they're saying yeah. well this is bullshit
1: and i wonder yeah like i feel like that will change over time where it's like our our auctions we've been doing these for what 3 4 years now yep we Honestly, haven't done that many of them. Some of them have done really well. Yep. And a lot of people are like, well, you're not doing well because you haven't done a lot of them. Right. But it, anybody in this industry knows that it takes a hell of a lot of time to change something like this. Right. And I'm not saying that we're going to get bigger down the line. Who knows? But when we came out, we that was one thing that we didn't even like think about. Like we felt like, okay, we're coming out with this new system. Everybody's going to be all over it. Everybody's going to love it. But no, like not only do realtors and, and the industry is very hesitant to change, consumers are as well.
0: Well, that, Especially
1: when it involves the biggest asset of their lives.
0: Nice. Uh, what? Th- I, I, is that just cliche? I, so cliche. Sorry. <laughs> um, but... That's I'm not sorry, but yeah. that's sorry, not
1: sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. That's
0: that's what we've learned though is that the biggest key to this for our platform, at least, has been educating people. And the more now, like our auctions now, we haven't had one that's been unsuccessful in the last while. Like no. we we've, we've done about I don't know fifteen twenty auctions, and is that what it is? I don't even know fifteen. Probably. I don't know, but and maybe only a handful of them have like not sold. Like they haven't all sold in the auction. Some of them have sold with preemptive. Some of them have had one person bidding. Like there's different variables. But now that we understand part of the reason we're doing less is people call, people want to do them, but it's not good for all situations, right? An auction or an open bidding situation is really predicated on competition Mm -hmm. and on more than one person being interested in the property. Right. If you've got one person or two people even interested and it's open, the argument that you're going to have a higher price than if it's closed is not a very good one Mm -hmm. because who's going to show a really high hand when they know they're up against nobody or one other person? Right. If you've got eight, nine people and you've got a property that lends itself well to some of this craziness that we're seeing right now, Opening it up is great. Yeah. Let people do it. And there's been a lot of different variations of open bidding that's out there. There's been a lot of people who have tried to launch platforms that are either auction or open bidding since we've started. Yeah. And I mean, we've said this and we mean it. We want them to succeed too because it gains notoriety for the process. Unfortunately, I don't believe any of them have done a listing yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think where they don't, I mean, not all of them do this, but there's a lot of auction houses in other industries that do the buyer um, premium, premium, yeah. Which in real estate, buyers are finding it tough to afford a house as it is. Right. To slap on another two, three percent of a buyer premium, um, it is is just not gonna work out. Yeah, you can't charge people
0: when it's already a new process yeah. that you're trying to gain adoption for. If it's gonna cost them more to do it, you yeah. can forget it. Right. Um, but all of these, and and I'm walking a line too between auctions and open bidding. Like we've learned a lot. We're going to do another episode about auctions one day. But open bidding as as a whole is something that is still so new. You talked about Form 801s as something that's so controversial. This is an entire process yeah. that a market would have to learn. And the number of questions that we get on auctions with something that's been pretty ironed out now, like Mm -hmm. down to the regulatory I's and T's, every time we do it, it's hours and hours and hours of questions that make sense, that people should be asking. But in order for open bidding in any form to come out, there's got to be considerable consultation with people who have done it, with people who are frustrated with the way it is, and with people who think that open bidding as an idea is terrible.
1: Well, and there's so many different ways that a situation can go, as we've seen in in any real estate transaction, let alone something like open bidding. Um, And that, you, you know, knowing that like the regulators have to think about all of these different ways that somebody could use this and Everybody always finds a loophole in anything, yeah. not only in real estate, just in any system. There's always a loophole, and yeah. I guarantee you, there is loopholes. And I, I'm, I'm like,
0: well, we know we know of the loopholes that, that yeah. we've had to close. Like, and people talk about it with us, like shill bidding, which is like when yeah. someone gets planted to make a bid that's high, right. and everybody sees it. Yeah. There's a lot of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um One thing that's got to be, if and when this ever gets implemented, is this is not something that can become a mandatory process. This, like ours, it has to be a choice that's offered to people. And so whatever it's going to look like, it has to be something that people have the opportunity to choose to do, but then also the opportunity to say, that's not for me. I like it the way it was. Right. And if if it's it's not implemented that way, it can't It's got to be
1: driven by the seller. Right? Would you agree with that?
0: I think so, yeah, because buyers are already saying, for the most part we'll do this if you have it. Right. Right. Like we get a lot more people on our platform inquiring about what's your next auction property than we have people saying, I want to auction my property. True. Yes. Um, because people want to buy well, that it,
1: way. it's the same thing as anything. Like if, same thing as anything. But like if you're, if you're going to be, if the seller chooses to do uh, list low bidding more versus list more accurately at value, like that's driven by ultimately their choice. Yep. Like obviously, with the support of your agent and, and what they would recommend. So it would have to be, I think, driven by the seller. Um, and it, the other thing that I, I wonder about if, if this was, would, would be an option is how, like, do you put a limit to how long you give people to continually improve their offer? Like I know with our, our auction system, like we've got a clock, on it. But if somebody comes in with a last minute bid, we automatically extend the clock and there's been situations where the the auction has extended by 30, 45 minutes or an hour. However, if you're dealing with conditions in addition to price, mm-hmm. there's a lot more variables there and so I would imagine that the managing of that process, unless it's automated through some sort of a, an app or something, yeah, there would be I feel like it would be a lot lengthier.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's almost the kind of thing that would have to be okay. Everybody puts their offers in. Everybody gets to see them, mm-hmm. and you get one more go.
1: But then, if you're the one that comes in first in that second round, oh, you're right. No, then no, then it's like then everybody's going to be holding off until they know what everybody else is offering.
0: Well, you wouldn't know what the I'm saying you see the first round so you see oh, where you, you stand only see the first and round. then they say okay we're doing it one more time you know where you are you know what the other offers are
1: but then that's still closed that's still it's, no it's not good darts. for the seller it's
0: it, that's the thing it's not good for the seller and it's not good for no, the buyer that would not work N- nothing would work if it's not standardized well, i think the yeah. moment that there's an arbitrary nature to evaluating competing offers mm-hmm. unless that also is like formulaic well, we like, talked
1: about that before. But, but that's ours. like. Yeah. But it's but, like
0: if a listing if a listing agent says, "Listen, okay, we're going to go with the best price. A financing condition will worth be worth this. thirty thousand right. yeah. dollars. Somebody putting in the you yeah, can't that, do no, no, it. No, a can. closing date every day away from here.
1: You know what I see it as? Like I see if you had it on like a program, like an online thing where you could look and. People just like, you know, do you want to up your price? Do you want to take away a condition? Do you want to change your closing date? Do you want to do the deposit? And like things are just, it's like almost going up in real time,
0: well, they're like a race where you're like it's you're like on a the race,
1: right? But uh, well, and then God, that would be so though. And so another curveball,
0: another curveball we've seen, yeah, agents who want to cut their commission to get it. Well, deal yeah,
1: of. you wouldn't be able to do that. Well, but, you could, but
0: uh, well, you couldn't, like we can't in ours. Or
1: if they're if you if you as a listing agent have a buyer and you've got a collateral agreement in right. place, that just throws a whole other curveball in. Well, and place. this is
0: one place though where open bidding has been helpful. Is the whole idea of multiple rep and when people are upset in blind situations? And this is what the media really tried to dig into, which is such an I want to believe and I do believe it's such a not very often, if ever thing. But Mm -hmm. when somebody's doing a blind offer date and they've got their own client, and everyone is like, oh, well, that guy's just going to feed the answer to their person because we'll never know that you don't have in an open situation because as a listing agent, you don't control what other people do if they know what's happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. One argument that a lot of agents say as well is that this takes away your value in terms of negotiation, in terms of, like for us, it was like filling out the paperwork, like part of my value is filling out the paperwork. And it's like, okay, well, that's not something that you need to do in our process. But I think the negotiation thing is a big one for a lot of agents because obviously that's one of our key roles. Yep. Um, and so when you deal with an um, uh, uh, an open bidding situation, that leverage really yep, there's no really, negotiation. There's no re- negotiation. Um, right. Which I the, mean, the way that we do it again, w- like, but yeah, even if it was an open bidding thing, though, like you're really only going off of the variables that are in an offer. Well, what
0: happens though? Like here's another thing. How many and we've seen this, there's people who will take a lower offer because the winning bidder yeah. writes a nice yeah. note.
1: No, absolutely. Does
0: that get disclosed? They here's the letter yeah. that the couple wrote with a picture of them and their new baby and talking about, you know. True. Their sick parent or whatever it is, or they just got married or they just Yeah. How like you can't yeah. and so in there's no such thing. Unless you standardize everything as a true open bidding process where people can keep going back to the well Mm -hmm. and revising and adjusting. And even then, as a listing agent and your seller, you've got to have the ability to choose the one you want. Yeah, There can't be a clear winner unless it's completely formula driven Mm -hmm. and the seller agrees. There can't be a clear winner because there's soft things in addition to the tangible number things as well.
1: Yeah. And that's why with our auctions it's totally like formula driven. There's no there's no variables at all. And right. so for some sellers that doesn't work for them because they want to know the backstory. They want to know that the home is going to a good family, but then If that happens, then like, then you can cross the line into racism or like favoritism because, oh, this, this, these people have, have kids versus like a couple that doesn't have kids and maybe they can't have kids. Right. So then are you deciding based on something that could be considered discriminatory? Right. So, like everything can go far in oh, so many so different many, directions. Yeah. Maybe I
0: don't want to sell to an investor. Yeah. Like, this is the house my great grandmother well, grew and- up in, and now this guy's going to tear it down and turn it into a whatever. Right. There's so many things. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, discrimination aside, what a seller feels is valid most of the time if it's not being discriminatory. Yeah. Right. And you can't just put a formula on a lot of that stuff. So that's why they need choice. That's why but that's also why the whole concept of open bidding isn't as cut and dry as saying open it up. Yeah. And when the government or when different bodies make the recommendation or make their big statements saying we support open bidding or we wanna look into open bidding as a viable way to, like you said, keep prices down, which is bullshit. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. No. Because they if you were to Pin them against the wall and say, what does that mean? Yeah. So if we, if we all agreed and every party and every realtor and every seller on earth said, we agree with that, what would you implement? Yeah. No idea.
1: Well, it would take a long time oh, to God, figure yeah. it all out yeah. and just put rules around it. And for people to even understand it and, and offer it themselves. It's almost like you'd need like a designation to offer it as a realtor. Well, we do now.
0: We need to have an auctioneer. We need to be a separate company. Again, discussion for another day. But like, it's not as simple as saying, even after, like, look how much time it takes for any rule to go into place. Three, four years, consults, this, that, and people still aren't happy. No. Or they still
1: don't understand.
0: Well, an open bidding came up initially when they announced that Tressa was going to come in. It was one of those key points. How many years ago was that? Yeah. Three? I don't even know. Four? No. i don't know whatever it was a while ago where it was brought up and now it's a bullet point where they're saying we need to look into this it took three years to say we need to look into this yeah and looking into it will be a five to ten year process to actually put meat on the bone with this and only if they're willing to actually do the work and talk to everybody yeah and i'm not talking about us i'm talking about the people who are the haters because there's valid reasons why haters hate yeah like, we took our initial platform three years ago. It looks nothing like it did because we learned mm-hmm. this this is why things don't work. They don't work just because you think it'll work. We started our platform because of a CVC Marketplace story that talked about how it's done in Australia. Right. And isn't it great? And we don't do it the way they do it. We didn't introduce it the way they do it. And now yeah. we're even less the way that they do it. Yeah. But it was a great springboard mm-hmm. into why can't it be done that way? And I think that's the same discussion with open bidding. Don't dismiss it. Don't absolutely say it's the answer. Have some real discussion. Mm-hmm. Identify everything. There's not an invalid opinion on this. Like the yeah. people who argue with us about how we're, you know, great or the worst, they've got valid reasons to think that until we can all talk it through and come to a, a reasoning around why they think what they think and mm-hmm. whether or not it's, it's valid. Yeah. But every absolute opinion is just hogwash.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's all i have to say about that i
1: know i feel like well, i've
0: got so much to say about that but i'm fired up and we're gonna have to have a part two maybe we'll have a round table in the level up group
1: yeah no that would be fun because even though we are people that are well i don't even know after this discussion if we're in support of it or not it's so funny like I'm open not. like i the the concept, I think, we're in support of.
0: The, the only How thing it would that, be
1: rolled out is a whole other discussion. Yeah. And it, it 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 wouldn't even... It would be like months and months of discussion with, so as you said, with so many people. That's so, it.
0: Like, yeah. I am just only against I am people. just a man. I am, I am but a man. <laughs>
1: I am but a man who has an auction platform. <laughs> well,
0: anybody who is dismissive one way or the other, which I guess is the opposite of saying absolute. <laughs> but anybody who's a 10 out of 10 or 0 out of 10 are the people I have a problem with. Because this is just, we're not in love with our platform. Like yeah. we love what we built. We know it works in the right situations. Yeah. But it's not the answer. No. Open bidding's not the answer, but it's an answer.
1: It's an option. Well, and, and that's something we've always said is that right. it's not the answer. It's an option. And there's no right, right perfect way of doing anything like scratch the industry and, and how we do things with 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 selling homes like any anything there's no perfect way of doing it right but if you can offer an option to people that addresses a need, which is why we started the auctions to begin with, yep. then I think we just have to be open minded to understand how it could work right and and ultimately, we want to do this for consumers like this is what why we're doing it.
0: And for people who are worried about our profession, if you want to be selfish, holding the wool over people's eyes and using that as your value proposition, yeah is going to kill the profession
1: well and Pe- it, yeah. people
0: are people are, people smarter. are see through that yeah. people are getting more and more informed, there's more information available. The things that a a lot of realtors have hung their hat on
1: yeah
0: as a as a value proposition are slowly disappearing and whether it's it's not just open bidding like all these new ways that people are, are innovating yeah, like sale
1: prices that are public now uh, yeah you and know
0: platforms that are out there well, like and it, yeah things that are coming that it's are more in adapting the like
1: you just i think you are foolish to think that things are going to stay the same for the next 10 or 15 20 years while you're in this profession we're going to have to adjust and adapt and pivot And all of those buzzwords. Give me more buzzwords. Buzzwords from 2020 and 2021. Those are the buzzwords. But that's what we have to do.
0: I already forgot what my word was for this year. Do you remember? Oh, that is terrible. Oh, man. And it's only, well, it's the midpoint of the year. What was my word? I know my word was last year. It was deliberate. (laughs) And this year, I I need to look it up. I'm going to go back to that episode. Mine is
1: celebrate.
0: Hmm. Celebrate my lack of memory. I'm about to turn 40. (laughs) It's going. My brain's going. But anyway,
1: on that note, open your mind,
0: everybody, open your (laughs) mind, Open your
1: mind. Um, But we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. I know there are lots of them and uh, we're open to them. We're open to hearing about it. So. (laughs) Join the conversation in our Level Up Facebook community. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure to join Level Up for Realtors on Instagram. You can check us out there and subscribe
0: to the new YouTube channel. Yeah,
1: and listen to the podcast while well, you are. So keep listening and if you, share it. If,
0: if you made it this far, yeah, then thank, thank you very you. much for that. We because love you. this is a oh yeah, we're we're past forty five minutes already. Wow, we're going strong, baby. And I would love to go on more, but until I'm next time, shut you up. All right, so this open bidding conversation is now closed. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.
1: Have a good day.